Welcome back to the Becoming Your Best Version podcast. I'm so excited today to introduce you to intuitive healer and spiritual guide, Susan Burrell, who's joining us from Southern California. And she is the author of Live Your Empowered Life, a 30-day journey book. She has a thought-provoking podcast of her own called Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell that can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Her guided meditations are accessible through Insight Timer app, which I love. Susan is a feisty Scorpio with beautiful red hair to back it up. She's navigated life by learning how to listen within to that divine urge that keeps pointing her in the direction of life's purpose, even when she can't see the road. She's a guide in the crossroads of life with a master's degree in consciousness. Susan has been counseling and supporting people in transforming from the inside out for more than 25 years. Her methods are proven because she has lived this journey to empowerment. In the show notes, you can learn more about her and her work or go to Susan Burrell, B-U-R-R-E-L-L.com. Welcome, Susan. Hey, Maria. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I'm so excited to meet people like you in this space where we are all working on ourselves and trying to bring light to the world. You are really a beacon whose light shines so brightly that I couldn't help but have you on our show. Oh, thank you for the lovely compliment. I appreciate that. Well, you empower a lot of people, but can you tell our listeners first How did you become your best version? I assume you had to work on yourself first before you could help others. Well, always, right? It's an ongoing project. You know, I, I, I used to think I could find that book that's, you know, the how to be a better person, how to be, you know, I never found the book. So I just decided I would just continue to do my inner work and it's a constant, uh, uh, state of progression or, transformation or transmutation it just depends on where you are in your in your uh, energy field or vibration of healing within yourself so um, yeah so becoming my best self I guess Maria yep. um, I crested my 50s I got a master's degree in consciousness I thought I knew who I was. And then my marriage of 28 years began to, I mean, it was just, it stopped. It just stopped. I fought it for a while mentally and emotionally. And finally I surrendered to the truth that it was complete. And um, the pain that ensued, well, it wasn't even that the pain ensued. It was uh, going into divorce with a man I thought was my best friend and then find out, come to find out not taint necessarily. So, Mm. so I, uh, I was heartbroken and heart shattered, but in hindsight now, I, what I recognize is I had been in an internal battle with my knowingness, my inner knowingness, my inner wisdom, my intuition. And I had been ignoring it and battling it 
from the very beginning of the marriage and not paying attention. And so it, it wasn't that the pain that I went through, the crumbling, the breaking apart that I went through during the divorce happened because I was in divorce. It was finally my entire physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual system said, oh, thank God she's finally listening. And so I had to face a lot of the emotions um, that I had ignored for 28 years, actually my entire life, like anger, you know, oh, I never wanted to be called an angry person. And yet I was steaming. I'm a Scorpio too, you know, and like you said, a redhead. So I was steaming inside, but never expressed the anger until I went into divorce. And then my body was expressing it through my skin and in terms of hiving for a year, um, I got dizzy whenever I thought of my ex-husband or saw him. I just couldn't because I had not processed any of those emotions for 28 plus years. Wow, there so, are so many parallels between our lives. So interesting. I had a feeling. I had a feeling, Maria. Oh, yes. And, and for me, not expressing my anger for so long manifested itself in depression. Been and there. Yep. Totally surprised me uh, when a therapist said that. I thought to myself, really? Your anger can transmute into depression? That doesn't make sense to me, but I take your word for it. Well, the thing about depression that I've come to learn, having dived deep a couple of times, I had, I went into postpartum depression after my son was born. I mean, like immediately the mm -hmm. placenta was delivered and I was whacked. Mm -hmm. um, the thing about depression is it does cover the unexpressed uh, emotions of anger, grief, because it's easier to be depressed and lethargic or I don't wanna do anything than it is to face those emotions because the, the, those emotions are really, really powerful. And that means we've got to look within ourselves, right? And then come into congruence within mm -hmm. ourselves, alignment with ourselves. And it takes a lot of courage and it takes persistence and it takes being willing to see and find the beautiful truth about ourselves. And that's what I uncovered. Uh, I had, I realized I didn't love myself or know myself. I got married at, at the ripe old young age of 25 who don't anybody do that because <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. But as I began to uh, peel off all these layers, I saw them as like those, those shady raincoats that you see in, you know, movies. Hey, I got to watch. <laughs> so I, I just saw myself peeling those things off. And as I became more congruent with myself I, and realized I didn't love myself, respect myself, know myself, people, friends would take me out for wine and say, well, what do you want in life? I was like, I had no clue. I had no clue. Mm -hmm. So, uh, when I recognized, that's when I set intention. I wanted to love myself more than I ever had in my life. I wanted to be free. I wanted to be happy and have fun with the rest of my life. I, and basically when I was getting my master's degree, the mantra that kept coming to me, I want to be fully me. Mm. And in order to be fully me, I couldn't do that being in that marriage. I couldn't ever become fully expressed because it was taking the limelight away from my ex-husband. Mm. So there was always that, that place of thumb suppression, 
-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not good enough. There's something wrong with you Mm -hmm. all aimed at me. Right. Right. Getting out of that. I then could become my better self, my, my true self. And how do you help other people then find themselves? That's a really good question. So what I found is a a majority of my clients are women. Um, They, they pretty much are at that place where I was of, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. Some of them are going through divorce. Some of them don't want to face their truth and that their truth is that they're brilliant and smart and beautiful and creative and capable. So many women, at least in my generation, uh, we, you know, coming out of the fifties and sixties where, you know, I was already fully orbed as what my family of origin thought women should be, which is, you know, not, not have a career necessarily, although both my parents, you know, supported me in wanting to have a career, but being married and having children. And fortunately the, the liberation movement happened while I was in high school and college where it kind of opened up stuff. But I, but the programming already existed in the back of my brain, you know, this is all women are good for mm-hmm. housekeeping, you know, taking care of the kids. Then eventually we all became soccer moms. So, uh, So the idea of having a voice is really hard for women to understand, to even begin. You know, I I have clients, I I was just talking to one the other day, she's got a sore throat. I said, what were you guys talking about? You know, what is it you haven't said? And she's become very aware of speaking her truth and not being afraid that, you know, the house is going to collapse if she just stands up for herself. We were not taught... The generation before the 70s, we were not t- taught, even the 70s, I think, it was, it was so, while women were standing up and speaking out, they weren't necessarily speaking out for their truth, personal truth, you know, and all of our truths are like one degree of perception different. Mm-hmm. So, well, I can so relate to everything that you have said. We, so many of us have the same story with uh, just different small variations for me, in my 25-year marriage, I felt like I could not rock the boat and I couldn't do anything that was unconventional. And I was so interested in exploring different modes of spirituality, but my then husband was very threatened by that. And at one point said, am I going to come home and find you sacrificing chickens in the backyard? And I said, oh, maybe. No, not really. That was his sort of mindset about anything that wasn't mainstream Christianity. And Mm -hmm. I wanted more and was too scared to get out. So I really killed my marriage by uh, acting out through drinking and drank my way out of that marriage. So I wish I had been a little more mature about that exit, but it happened. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, I know in wherever you're at in that uh, process, Maria, I'm going to give you a free pass on that because the thing is, is when we've been suppressed and disallowed, and I'm talking to women everywhere, when you have not been allowed to even be yourself, any way you can get out of that, that suppression is a way out. 
And then later you can work it. Do you know, you can stop drinking or stop being depressed or stop being so angry and bitchy, yeah. but you, because the truth is we do the thing, like you said, I acted out. We do this, we do whatever it takes to get out because we don't know how, if we knew how we would have done it earlier. Right. I agree. Thank you. I now have eight years sober and help other women. And believe oh my goodness, congratulations. Thanks. I had to go through that to be able to do the work that I'm doing now. Yes. But and that's the, that's the really, uh, what is it? The paradox, right? You've got to go through the, the fire and the hell and and the, the pain and all of that in order to become a better person. And nobody wants to go running into that. So we, we do, we develop these habits that may eventually not serve us. And, and then to become consciously aware and awake, consciously attuned to your inner wisdom and that higher, uh, source energy is what I call it, that, um, that is always with you, no matter if you've been in the gutter or no matter if you've been on a high pinnacle, that source energy is always with us. So, so for people that are listening, I just want everybody to know that it, it's, uh, it's not an easy road, but when you get to the place where you really do love and approve of yourself, most of the time, that is, that's the bigger gift of life. I agree, completely agree. And like you said, uh, often it takes chaos to affect change, real change. There must be some great uproar for any of us. And I'm hoping that all of the listeners, in fact, everyone in the world will take this pandemic as an opportunity to start or change something about their lives and emerge better than before. Well, uh, so I, I'm gonna tap on that prayer that you just spoke, Maria, mm -hmm. and add that I would, I would intend for e every person in humanity to wake up enough so they can make the choice because we're still in a pandemic. It's not about the virus is gonna come and get you and, and kill you anymore. It's about, if you don't fall in line lockstep with getting the vaccine, it's still, do you see, it's still a controlling agent. It's a controlling thought form. Now everybody's going to probably go, but the science, I totally get it. But in, in order to be fully you, in order to be a fully orbed individual that is happy, and loves themselves and has freedom in their life, you've got to make those individual choices. True. You, you get to choose, who do I wanna be? Do I wanna be the scaredy cat running around with sanitizer and masks and getting every single vaccine they, authority, tells me to do? Or am I gonna be cognizant and make choices that are healthy for me, my lifestyle, my family, my body chemistry. So it, the vaccine, oh my God, I didn't realize I was gonna go this sideways, sorry. <laughs> but I just want people to know you have free choice and not to get caught up in the fear, which is what last year was all about. It's what the beginning of this year started to be about. It's an, 
it's an underlying uh, 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 boiling point that we are all, you've heard the thing about the frog that's in the boiling pot. Yes, yes, yes. Right. So we're all in that boiling pot. It's still boiling guys. And so we get to choose, do I want to get out of that pot and live my life the way I want to? Not the I, way they're telling me. Yes, of course. I agree with that. And I think for me, for most of my life, I didn't trust my inner voice and finding that courage and finding the ability to listen to that voice within and enable it and allow it to grow stronger is something that takes a lot of practice. It does. Mm -hmm. It does. And it's interesting how uh, strong, capable women like yourself have careers where they can advocate for another individual, but they find it so hard to advocate for themselves. Oh, so true. I've been a lawyer, a litigator for decades, and I do Talk a about really good job. Speaking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I do a really good job for other people, but until recently, couldn't do that for myself. But this chapter... Uh, midlife has been so freeing to me in many respects. So do you help people uh, remotely as well, or is your practice centered in California? Uh, no, I work remotely. In fact, when the, when the lockdown happened last March, a year ago, March, um, I was poised. I had no idea. So I was able to uh, just keep doing my work. I got very busy for a few months. Okay. Um, Plus with everything else I do, like the podcast and my book and, and uh, I do guided meditations every Monday morning on Facebook, California time people. But then that goes, that gets sent to Insight Timer, uh, the app. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I've just been very busy because I was already doing a lot of this stuff. Excellent. Excellent. So yeah. And where did you get your master's in um, consciousness? Isn't that an odd thing to say? You have a master's in consciousness. Who, it's who gets to say that? I want one. <laughs> um, I, it was a four-year accredited program through something called the Holmes Institute. In California? Uh, it, it's, it's global. Okay. Um, but, and I went into that uh, because there was, I was, a, I studied quantum physics I studied philosophy. I got to study psychiatry, not psychiatry, psychology, um, all sorts of world philosophies and religions. And um, it, it, I just came out of that with such a larger expanded worldview and spiritual practice within myself. And so um, that's what it is. I'm going to look into it. That sounds really worthwhile to tap into consciousness. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was a gift to me. And then I've been able to, uh, Oops. I, I keep studying. So I just keep studying and studying. In fact, I found, uh, I, I guess I've always been a, a curious. So I, what I've just realized, I've done over 150 podcasts besides radio shows earlier. And my podcast, I get to meet these amazing people and authors and healers, and I'm always learning something. So it's like an ongoing process, just like 
spiritual practice. It's all an ongoing process. Growing. And I never want to plateau either. I know that there is always another level and I hope to be a seeker for the rest of my life and not to grow complacent with a level that I might achieve. So I hear, I'm gonna give you another free pass there, Maria. Uh, if you've been called, which it sounds like you have, to be a seeker, a spiritual quester, um, then there is no plateau. You know, there is no plateau. And chances are you have been this for centuries. Chances are, Maria. So uh, I've been doing workshops last year and this year called, because when the pandemic hit, uh, I, I sat down with myself and I, and I opened up to my inner wisdom and I said, all right, what is mine to do? What am I here to do? And I heard activate the light. And I'm like, oh God, really, please. Uh, yeah. And it was calling people other light leaders. Hello, Maria. Nice to meet you, light leader. Um, it calling other light leaders into action. But it also meant activating the light meant waking some of these people up. And so I, I've been teaching my workshops. I have two of them now called Are You a Light Leader? That's the first one, kind of an intro. And then uh, Are You a Light Leader? The Deeper Journey. And both of them develop over a five-day practice, a five-day class of one hour a day, uh, the individuals not only get develop inner healing and awareness, but they develop a spiritual practice that, that they can choose and put components into. So I, I, I it's all chock full of uh, tools and stuff like that. Um, I'll definitely so, look that up. That's a, yeah, it's, I was doing, I'm doing it on Zoom. I will probably do them again. I just completed two of them. We'll probably do them again later in the year. Okay. But out of all that, I, I've always wanted to do retreats. And a couple few years ago, my um, very close friend and the graphic designer of all my stuff that makes me look so beautiful. It is beautiful. Um, I love that logo. Yeah. Thank you. So she, she and I talked about doing live retreats and we were looking into it and all this stuff didn't manifest. Well, last fall, my amazing, brilliant assistant, Bianca, said, we need to, you need to do a summit with other healers. And so what's morphed is we are doing a Live Your Empowered Life healing retreat, which is going to be the same. It's on, it's on the Zoom platform. So for all those people that are still little, not wanting to get handsy or face-to-face -face in person, um, it's April 23rd to the 25th. You can go to my website, susanburrell.com to register. It's not expensive, but the most exciting thing about it is besides me teaching, I've invited, uh, three other healers with different modalities of healing. They're phenomenal. I interviewed them. Then I did sessions with them to really get the benefit of what they do and ask them to participate over the weekend. So, and then also I have a yoga teacher who's going to do uh, two uh, yoga wake up uh, sessions in the mornings on Saturday and Sunday morning. Fantastic. So I'm so excited about it. It's like, I, I, and my energy system just keeps going. 
wow, wow. Oh, you know? beautiful. Because it's, I think it's going to be so not only fun, but life-changing for people. Oh, that sounds beautiful. I will definitely be seeing you again soon at one of these uh, workshops or retreats. They sound right up my alley. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So I would love to uh, close by asking you to give um, one or two ideas of how someone who feels stuck might uh, move on or make some movement toward becoming their best version. So there's, oh, I just heard like five things. They're all shouting at me. Okay, hold on. Um, the thing that I first ask my clients to do is write the garbage. So get the garbage out of your head. And that's like stream of consciousness, just blah, 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 blah. I'd like to use mind mapping. I don't know if any, if your listeners know, but mind mapping is you put a circle in the center. You can write garbage, my garbage, my story. And then you do spokes off of that. And each spoke is the thing that you think you're not. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. I'm not valuable. My voice doesn't count. I'm ugly. I'm fat. And then off of those other spokes, you write more about what your story is. My mother always told me I was too fat. My mother was always on a diet. So I had to be on a diet, that kind of thing to okay. get the garbage out because we all run a story. We have this nonstop tape player in our head or movie projector mm -hmm. and to get it out, then you creates space within for you to then investigate what is keeping you stuck because you can't hear it for all the, the noise in your head. So mm -hmm. whatever's keeping you stuck will then begin to surface. And then I just invite you to face that. Mm -hmm. And if, if it's scary to do it by yourself, because I'm a big person, I, I've led a lot of small groups. I am big about getting people to help me because I, I don't, when I'm scared, I don't want to do it. And I certainly don't want to do it by, your, by myself. So you don't have to do it by yourself. So true. Allow someone else to bear witness to whatever it is that's holding you down. So I feel very blessed to have gotten a chance to talk to you for our first time. I am certain it will not be our last time. And if you want to learn more about this amazing healer, please go to Susan Burrell, B-U-R-R-E-L-L.com and take a look at her workshops and summit and all the wonderful healing modalities that she introduces to people like us who really want to become our best versions. So thank you so much. And we will be talking again soon. Awesome.